0: a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, They were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? And he said to him, "Stand up and go. And your faith has saved you." The
1: Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I wasn't going to tell this story, but I think it might help us to understand the nature of thanksgiving. We're accustomed to thanking God for things that are very obvious, and very much to our benefit. If I receive something, I will give thanks to God, if it's out of my control, that is. But very often, the essential elements of thanksgiving grow unthought. Yesterday I had a wedding in a small chapel just north of Southern Pine. Some of you have seen it. On my way there in the morning, as I was driving down the road from the east, there was a large tree that had fallen over the entire road. It was necessary, therefore, to go around and come from the other direction. It went about two hours before the wedding. The electricity went off. I <laughs> thought, well all Of course, most of the people coming to the wedding didn't know how to get there except the way that I had come the first time, so it took a while for people to arrive. And the rain, we all know, was a slight every Heavy rain, heavy wind. The last person to arrive 50 minutes late was the groom. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> I thought at the time, and so did our partners, Smith, that they were even better than one of thought going from the car to the chapel. As it turns out, another tree had fallen in the west of the road, blocking the road. And so that the groom and the groomsmen had to run one mile in the rain, unlike the wind, to get there. <laughs> now, without any electricity, one might be able to think what more could go wrong but Things happen with we don't a, a man who lives nearby goes down to the den. We're able to plug in the organ so we have music. The bride and groom hadn't intended to have a candlelight wedding, but they had one. <laughs> and it really meant very well. I don't know whether people thought we could thank for much of anything, but there was a great deal to be fans before. Even though it was for most people, unseen. Afterwards, I found out that the reception was in a very nice house in Southern California, and they set up a tent. It was all very well, but uh, a tree fell on the tent. <laughs> <laughs> I drove home at about five thirty. Got here about six thirty. And of course, electricity was off here. One thing I did say, however, at the time, was that the more things go wrong, the more things go right. If only we're able to see them. More often than not, we don't. We don't see the redemptive element because we really aren't looking for the problems of God. And even then, sometimes we can't possibly understand it. But in the greatest tragedy, there is always something for which you can thank albeit something remains invisible to us. Which brings us to this man, today's Gospel on the Ten Leopards. The Ten lepers, of course, are desperate people. They cannot associate with anyone else except lepers. Imagine an association with others who are decomposing around you to a slow and terrible death. You're excluded from the community. You cannot be part of that life. You're going to die if your body falls apart. So they come to the Lord and they beg him, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. They beg for pity. And our Lord says, go show yourselves to the priest. Because before all that enter society, they had to be declared clean by the priest. Only then do they enter society. When they leave, though, they still have left to see. Our Lord does not cure them at that moment. On the way there, they are cured. That's for a reason our Lord knows what he's going to do. Our Lord knows these men. They are cured. But one of them, we're told, the Samaritans. And you know, the Jews and Samaritans are great enemies. One of them returned. The Samaritan had no reason to think that he would get anything from this man. He could expect nothing. And so, when he is cured, he realizes what happened. So he returned. The other dying dog. But you know, the greatest gift that they had. Was not the cure of the leprosy. The greatest gift they had was being in the presence of the Lord, whether they were cured or not. That was the great gift. But this man then comes back to the Lord, back into his presence, to give thanks for what he has received. And our Lord takes the moment to comment on the other nine. <clears throat> Where are the other nine? Ten were has none of this foreigner returned to thanks to God because he realized what's coming. In our lives, we suddenly reflect on that, the reality of God entering into our lives in a dramatic sort of way. And so thanksgiving is something that goes, as I said, often unnoticed and unspoken. Let me just sit for a moment and actually begin to think of the reality of God's to be we have come here today. The word universe we no means thanksgiving. We come to give thanks for the greatest of all gifts. Not for our health, for which we ought to give thanks, if we have it. Not for our physical well being. Not for a thousand things that might seem more important. We come here to give thanks. What he is about to do. What he has done for the suffering of death and for the reality of his presence. That's the greatest gift we have in life. And the wonder that often goes I've seen it even ignored. So we come then rejoicing in this gift, in the presence of the Lord. Everything else flows from this. We come as people as desperate as that. Samaritan, and yet, believing that you will receive everything. Let us pray, Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son, and trusting in their love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always be visible signs of the grace they have received. For the church suffering, for the church in our own country, we pray to the Lord. The Lord hear our prayer. For all those who are suffering as a result of this hurricane, especially those who have lost homes and goods, we pray to the Lord. In life in the womb, we pray for the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an increase in vocations, especially in the consecrated life, especially tomorrow in the parish and diocese. We a for reverence the marriage of a single life. We pray for the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Bishop Burbage, for priests, deacons, and seminarians, for the American hierarchy the graves may have received in the invisible signs of God's identity love. God. Thank you, Lord. to God, For the souls of all the faithful of the planet, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in battlefield, all who have violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, and for those who have died in the, desert, in the eternal rest of the world, and the their souls and the souls of all the deliver peace. Amen. And for all of us here, we may realize the graces that we have received. We may be thankful to God.